Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We're back. Thanks for hitting play on the latest episode of Hockey Now. Lots to talk about. It's been a couple weeks since we've had a podcast, but let's just jump right back into it. We'll talk about the Orlando Solar Bears and forward Tyler Bird, who got his first goal as a Solar Bear at the school day game this week. He'll join us for an interview in just a little while. The Tampa Bay Lightning are in Sweden right now for the Global Series at a venue called The Globe. Should be a pretty exciting weekend for the Bolts. And let's see, uh, we'll talk about the NHL and Laszlo Holmes. Who? Laszlo Holmes. Chance the Rapper, that whole thing. I hate it. We'll talk about it here in just a little bit. But first, Tyler Bird's first goal as an Orlando Solar Bear. This is the Hockey Now Network. And here comes McCauley with a burst of speed out of the zone. Possible two-on-one. He drops it off for Bird. Moves in, shoots, scores! Tyler Bird gets the Bears on the board first. His first goal of the season. And in front of 11,318 people, the biggest crowd ever for an Orlando Solar Bears game this past Tuesday, the school day game at Amway Center. I'm Brian Sclover. This is Hockey Now. HockeyNowNetwork.com. Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at HockeyNowNetwork.com. Of course, Facebook.com slash HockeyNowShow. Where you been, Brian? Where you been, Bull? Where's the show been? We've had to make a, we've had to make some changes. We're trying to, to to take things to the next level for the new season, so uh, had to reset a little bit. We kept the on air show open and alive, but now I'm running my own board, which has always been pretty much what I like to do. I like the control. I like to be able to handle everything, and I'm looking across to the seat I used to sit in, the what other shows call the host chair. And I see Eric Byer sitting in the host chair. What the heck is that? I think you look good there, dude. And you're <laughs> wearing you're wearing your suit. You're also you're ready for broadcast today. You're ready. You are ready for hockey night in Canada. It's business, right? It is, right? <laughs> this is what we're doing. This is what uh, hockey's like in Canada. You you dress you know look at old pictures of Montreal Canadiens games. People weren't wearing sweaters. Oh, yeah. They were dressed up in tuxedos and their finest Sunday gear. Their hats and right? bow ties, all sorts of gear running around those stadiums. It was awesome to see. Same with baseball games too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those pictures. It was awesome. It was an occasion. That's Let's what... bring that back. You think that could come back? No. Getting dressed up to yeah, go to a game and all you, that? Dude, night out? We t- the New York Rangers get so much crap because the downstairs <laughs> of Madison Square Garden is the corporate seats, of the course. suits. I don't think people like that. I don't think people would like that in you know in Tampa having to dress up. I think part yeah. of what people like going to an NHL game these days is it's a colorful palette of you know just. It's colorful. You got people wearing the jerseys, the third jerseys, the fourth jerseys, and the different colors of the team. So yeah, I get that. How about maybe if it was like uh, like a niche in one arena? Let's say 
tuxedo night. You know, yeah, not, not even that. It's like a thing, you know. Every Bruins game you go to, everybody's dressed up. So anytime a road team comes in or whatever, they see this this crowd of of just you know, tuxedos, <laughs> just suits, tuxedos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. That would be, that would be that would be kind of cool. It's like an old or yeah, maybe they do it for one night or something. It's an old fashioned night or old timers night. Timers, yeah. Get the unis going well, for that game. You got to be careful, Eric, because I guess technically you might be considered an old timer <laughs> yeah. now, you know. But uh, you know Eric's accolades. He's been on our show plenty of times. The relationship with the Solar Bears and in the hockey world, he covers everything. I'm excited that you're here yeah. uh, on Hockey Now and. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to do a lot of great things with the show over the course of the next season. We want to talk about women's hockey. We want to talk about hockey issues, just bigger things that uh, we can we can utilize our resources on and get uh, get you some good content here in Central Florida when it comes to the hockey world because we've got a great environment here. And 11,000 of you came out to Amway Center on Tuesday morning. Now, granted, it was a lot of kids. It was the school day game. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of shrieking children that maybe didn't understand the game so well, but they understand when a goal happens and when a fight happens. <laughs> Both of those things happened on Tuesday. Uh, many goals for the Solar Well, two goals for the Solar Bears. They got the 2-1 win. Uh, Should have been a shutout for Clint Windsor. He had, uh, I feel like I'm, I, can you hear the air conditioner vent? Can you hear the vent? Sounds like a freaking jet plane in here. I can barely hear it. Can yeah. you? Okay. Just making sure. I'm a perfectionist with the audio sound. I love but it. But I'm sitting here. It sounds like I'm sitting on the <laughs> runway at JFK. No, so um, uh, Clint Windsor, had uh, he had the shutout going into the last minute, just like 35 seconds left, and Mikhail Burden of the Iceman scores a, uh, I mean, on, on just a throw at the net kind of shot. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Clint would have liked that back and get the shutout, but it was still a great effort. Uh, wish they could have followed it up last night. Of course, we record our show uh, noon on Thursday. So uh, the team, the Solar Bears, were in Florida last night, and they lost 3-2 after being up 2-0 through two periods. Brodzinski, Michael Brodzinski, and Mikhail Shalligan. I think it's Shalligan. I think that's what Jesse told me, not Shalligan. Shalligan, he got his first goal of the season. He's one of the two. um, Shalligan and Abadonado, Mm -hmm. both of them were highly touted in their junior, uh, in the queue. I think Abadonado was one of the top-rated players and uh, and, uh, Shalligan in the... I think it's the MHL, whatever the KHL's lower league is. Okay. He was a stud there also. Mm-hmm. So um, they both had goals last night. The Blades get uh, a goal late in the second period and then two goals in less than 45 seconds with less than five minutes left in the game last night. So still trying to find a way to uh, overcome the uh, the um, the Everblades effect. Man, what? Eric, you were on the team. Do you look mm-hmm. at Everblades games and, th- and just think, we just we, we have to find a way to beat this team. I mean, I know you're you're thinking that with every team, but you know, it seems that this team's the thorn in the side for the Solar Bears and has been since 2012. Right, and and I think this Everblades team, at least that I saw in the home game here against the Solar Bears, where we came out on top, which yep. was an awesome game for us. To me, they looked vulnerable. Yeah, I think they're they're right there for the picking. Like a game like that last night, where you're up two zero, and then you right. let it slip. That's big, right? Especially against the, the, you know, the Everblades. Yeah, right? let's call it what it is. It's against the Everblades. It's it's going to be a little bit different yep. than than most of the other games. That um, rivalry is definitely amplified. Hundred percent. So those guys, you know, and and they've been the Solar Bears have been going through some stuff with their goalies yeah. and and different players. And I would assume even after only playing them two times now that 
the new guys on the team understand the intensity. what's going yeah. on between the two teams. Um, and it's much deeper than just the games on the ice kind of thing. Yeah. It's the fans, it's the the ownerships and the coaches and the whole thing, right? It's every, fans, everybody gets into it. Are the fans the one that make it more of a rivalry than the players do? Or the play I mean, this mm. isn't exactly like Rangers Islanders. This isn't exactly no. Bruins Canadians. Like do the do the fans make it more I, I, I feel like that sometimes, that we make it more of a rivalry than it really truly is. I think the, the it's more of the reaction to to the the what's happening on the ice. Yeah. Right? They see the emotion and, and the things that happen throughout sure. the course of the games and, and just kind of how stuff plays out as far as penalties and the refs making calls for whatever teams and blah, blah, blah. And then the fans see that, and that's where you get that uplift of, yeah. okay, this has to, you know. And then they start getting rowdy, and they start putting Which it in awesome. your head. And that, yeah, and that's that's the kind of environment you want, and, especially for those two teams. Right, and that's why these guys they got to get up for those games, especially you know when you're when you're up two zero on the on a team like that, you step on the throat. That's what they always talk you about. Gotta you got to close right? it down, right? Lockdown. I got to pull up the. Uh, I'm right. gonna pull up the game sheet real quick because I wonder. If penalties started to, I, I didn't get to watch the game. I went to see the Black Keys last night, so I, I, I kind of. I'll, I'll tell you what I, which was I'm I, sure, amazing. Uh-huh. Not to get off subject, but I, I did, know. I did take a look at the score sheet, and uh, I wonder if you would will note a similar thing, not to do with penalties, but to do with with our studs that we have on our team. Uh, there's a few guys of note that had a couple goose eggs, which happens yeah. on teams. But this is what we were talking about last show that we need certain guys to step up here and yep. and and take the reins of this team, and and that's what they need. And yeah. that's what I noticed. That's that's just what I noticed from sure. a quick gander at the the score sheet. I said, ah, these guys they gotta, and they'll get there. It'll it, it takes a little bit of time, but when you say that though, do you mean like in what respect? Because I'm I'm looking down even mm-hmm. the score sheet now. Mm-hmm. And I see uh, in the shots column, everyone, everyone minus Tyler Bird, who's going to join us here in just a minute. I'm going to have to ask him about that. Mm-hmm. Everyone on the score sheet had a shot on goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, they only scored two goals. So let's see. Uh, you had Brozinski from Abadonado, and then you had Shaligan from Ryan Lowen and Tyler Doherty. So is it point production you're looking for? Looking is it for shots points. on goal? You're no. looking for points. Point production. Uh, you know, it, I think Fiege, Fiege just has to be point of game guy. Yeah. Um, whether he'll he gets called up or whatever, like he was a minus one, that's okay. It happens. Mm-hmm. But even if he was a minus, to have an assist or a goal up there, be involved in that play. He's that kind of impact player. He is, and he knows. He he expects a lot out of himself. He's hard on himself. I've coached him and, and been alongside him in that locker room, and I know how hard he is on himself. So I know he's not happy about that either. But guys like that, like. Um, who else? We look Crystal Blank. Yeah. Again, minus one. Yeah. Like he has the potential. And he's been a spark he, plug. Hundred percent. The potential to do that. And when those guys are all firing, um, you know, who knows what happened? What could happen? Yeah. Um, and there wasn't a lot. Cody Donahue, another guy. Broads had a goal, which is awesome. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, you talk about the back end, the Brodzinski and Donahue. And Donahue. Look for those guys to put up numbers too, because they're they're no slouches on the blue line. They're offensive. Yeah. Solid D men, yeah, for so sure. Two of the best in the league, I think. And no, uh, I don't think the well, both teams, the the Solar Bears took three penalties and kept that pen, the penalty kill. I didn't. I have to look at the numbers again, um, but I, I 
I think I heard someone tell me the Solar Bears penalty kill is like one of the best in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, they're up they're up above 80%. Which is really awesome. It's really good. Florida only gives up two power plays going the other way. So mm-hmm. you want to uh, see now, this might be one, two, three. I see three home penalties. So 0 for 3 and then the mm-hmm. visitors with three penalties also. So it wasn't, it wasn't a penalty-filled game. It wasn't. It looks like it. everybody kind of behaved there weren't any any uh, matching penalties or or anything of the sort. Well, I guess Clint Windsor and Nevins right at the end of the game each got themselves a, <laughs> uh, a, a roughing minor. So I guess yeah. I guess it didn't go off completely scathe free. But um, but yeah, the uh, the good news is that the boys are right back at it tonight. Uh, I'm sorry, tomorrow night. But it's down in Estero, and then they're back at it next Wednesday, Thursday against the Everblades. One game in Estero and one game at the Amway Center. Nineties night next Thursday night. So. It's uh, you. You really gonna have, you. You got to figure this team out, and you, you got to figure them out now. I say this a lot, Eric, and, and I'm gonna look for you to offer some validity to it. But you can't make the playoffs in October, but you can certainly lose the playoffs in October if you're yeah. leaving all these points on the table. And right now, the Solar Bears are three five zero and one, which means that's mm-hmm. five. The five losses that equates to ten points lost. That's that's a large number of points to leave on the table in October. Right, and especially in close games. I mean, you go back to the Jacksonville game where we actually won two to one, but that's mm-hmm. a game. You know, you kind of look at the bar, right? Where is this bar, the bar set for this team? Is it just beating Jacksonville two to one, a team that's on the bottom that is struggling a little bit right now? Those are teams that you you know yeah. look at some of the other scores that teams have played them. That's when you open it up. That's you know, you 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 iron some things out. Yeah, you figure it out, but you should go into that game having full confidence. This is what's going on. You know, I'm getting points. We're we're right. playing the right way, not just getting points, but in a team effort. That's where we expose that. Talking um, about ironing it out, though, Eric. Like, do you you definitely want to go into the season thinking that you're all you got it together and you're ready to mm-hmm. go forward? But realistically. Mm-hmm. Is it the ten game mark? Is it the twenty game mark? Is it is it the fifteen game? Like where where do you really step back and look and assess your team? Give yourself enough time to stew and and come together. There's almost no time for that anymore. Mm. It's so competitive these days, and yeah. it, even when I finished playing, it, it was there's no breathing room. It was we're full cylinders going from day one, and and every point matters. Yeah, and like a game last like last night, you let it slip. You're up two zero. It slips away. That's two points right there. That could be the difference. You know, you look back. You don't want to be looking back come come February, March, True April. Looking we need for two those, points. Exactly, and you lost all of them back in October. Right. So, well, yeah, it, it's just – it is what it is, right? It, yeah. And that's got to be the mentality for these guys. It is what it is, boys. Let's regroup here. There's no panic button. There's nothing to worry about. We know how we can play. We've come out and shown it. Right. Let's just keep right. doing it. Well, let's get uh, let's get some words from a guy who was on the ice last night, Tyler Bird. He's on the line with us. You're listening to the Hockey Now Network. We were uh, we were talking about last night's game uh, after the uh, the home win, the school day game, just uh, on Tuesday morning, where you scored your first goal. We'll talk about that in just a second, but just kind of carrying over what we were just talking about the uh, your first game against the Everblades last night down in Estero. Uh, it looked like the team was was in control of the game until the near the end of the second period, and then uh, things just kind of came apart. What happened? Yeah, well, uh, I think we played really good for uh, 40 minutes. So uh, we were playing the way we wanted to play, and 
we got a little bit back on our heels and uh, stopped dealing what made us successful. And uh, they kind of took it to us in the third. And unfortunately, we up a couple goals. And uh, I mean, they're a good team, so you got to play the the full sixty against them, you know. And they're uh, pretty good coming back down down from uh, Leeds. So yeah, it was unfortunate, obviously, but uh, I think we can learn from this. It'll be a good learning experience. Three more games uh, against the Everblades, the next three games on the schedule. And like we were saying, it was your first game against the Everblades. But I think a lot of the fans, they've built up the rivalry between the Solar Bears and Everblades. Did you feel that uh, last night? And, I mean, I guess, did you see that even, uh, you know, from the from the press box in, in the games you haven't played, but but the team played against Florida? Uh, did you Do you feel that rivalry? Is there extra intensity to the games against the Everblades for you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, all the guys talk about it. You know, every time we uh, play each other, it's two teams that we face each other a lot during the year. So naturally, uh, you know, there's going to be bad blood there. And uh, I think uh, the intensity is just a little bit higher when we play a team like Florida, um, being so close to each other and stuff. And like I said, playing each other so many times, it's naturally just going to be a lot more intense. So you could definitely feel it on the ice right from the uh, puck drop. You like playing those kind of games? Yeah, those are my favorite. I mean, it's easy easy to get into and uh right it's really exciting when uh you know every ship feels super intense and uh you know drawing back and forth to the other team and stuff like that i think it helps you get into the game a little more so i love it talking to tyler bird forward for the solar bears his first season uh with the team and you just played your first game uh this past tuesday the school day game what do you think of orlando so far as far as the organization and just the city in general as a hockey market yeah, the organization is just is top notch. It's the best that I've uh, that I've seen so far, um, and I, I love the city. I love everything about it. The fans are unbelievable. I think, uh, like I said, the best the best that I've seen in the in the league. So it's been super exciting here, and uh, I'm just happy I could get into the lineup and uh, start helping the team a bit. Was that your first school day game that you've been a part of? Uh, that was my second one, but that was by far the loudest. Right? Uh, 11,000 screaming kids? <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't hear a thing on the ice at some point. So <laughs> I wondered that. I wondered yeah. that. It looked like late in the game, Jacksonville scored a timeout, and I was like, I'm going to get the – because I'm the PA announcer for the team also, and I was like, I'm going to get the crowd going just so that Jacksonville cannot communicate in their timeout. Like, I, I need to give some kind of advantage because it's super loud. I wondered if it would even have an effect, but – I mean, it definitely looked like you guys were having some trouble communicating out there. Yeah, it, well, when they were telling them to get loud, I honestly couldn't hear a thing on the ice. I <laughs> Sorry, at all. So, yeah. <laughs> My bad. But uh, no, it was all right. That was it was really fun. So that was uh, I mean, that was just a great environment to be in, and uh, you know, playing in a game like that is just so fun when it's that loud. Orlando is the fourth team that you've played for uh, in the two years you've been in the ECHL. You were at Wheeling, Reading, and Greenville last season. Uh, is that difficult for you as a player to, to keep your game going the right direction, having to jump into different systems and, and uh, you know, kind of find your footing somewhere? Yeah, definitely was. Uh, last year was definitely an adjustment. Um, you know, first time being traded and then being traded again and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty uh, – it was pretty wild. So um, it's kind of just – you kind of got to stick to your game plan, uh, you know, use your strengths as a player and kind of – try to fit into the systems as they play out. Um, I think so far in Orlando, I've been able to do that and kind of been learning how we want to play. It kind of fits my game style, which has been uh, really helpful so far. The big story for the Solar Bears on the offseason coming into this year was the uh, the big number of guys 
that returned to the team from last season. I'm not sure if that's if it's conscious in the locker room. I'm, I'm sure that the chemistry is is evident. But as someone that's uh, new to the team this season, do you do you see that do you see that glue in the chemistry of these guys carried over from last year? Is that evident in the locker room as a new player to the club? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the guys have been great so far. I think having all these guys returning is kind of shows you what uh, what the coaches expect out of them, and it's uh, super helpful for the new guys. And you know they've been great um, helping us. You know whether it's with systems or stuff off the ice and stuff like that. And everyone's super close here, so it's been uh, it's been really fun, and I think that's been uh, really helpful. You don't see that a lot in this league. Did you? Um... Did you get to play the the, the teams you were with last year? Were you with any of them if they came to Orlando? Have you played? Did you play in Amway Center before you came down here? Uh, when I was in Greenville, Orlando came to us, but okay. I had never played in Amway, so that was my here. first game the other day. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty sick building, huh? Yeah, it's pretty special. It uh, <laughs> it definitely does it doesn't doesn't feel like minor league hockey with that atmosphere. So yeah, I um, you were drafted by the Blue Jackets. Um, did you get to attend camp with uh, with the with the big club through any of your any of your years? Did you go through a Tortorella uh, training to, camp? I went to a development camp. I never went to the NHL camp. So okay. I went to development camp every summer. Did you get a lot of uh, a lot of input from the you know when you're doing the development camps and stuff uh, things like that? Do you? I mean, you must get a lot of uh, a lot of input and a lot of um, strategy and whatnot to uh, to attest to your game. But was there anything that maybe you didn't? You know, not that you didn't realize that you needed or wanted to improve on, but you go to a development camp and you're you're talking about guys that have been in hockey for decades and you know connected to top clubs. And was there anything that you didn't maybe realize that you wanted to or needed to correct? And then you go to a development camp and they, you know, all of a sudden it's it becomes a part of your game without even realizing it. Yeah, I think for a few things. I mean, in terms of on the ice, uh, how important skating is and stuff like that, and that's something I've always had to work on in the summers. And I think I've really improved upon each each year. It's just it's such a fast game these days, so I think that's super important to try to make that part of my game. And then in terms of off the ice, just the consistency of uh, getting ready every day and yeah. getting whatever you whatever you know you need to get your body right for practice or games, and kind of finding that that. Uh, that consistency with being able to do that, um, I think that's really important. And, you know, you see that a lot with the pros around at those camps and stuff like that. You can see uh, how professional they are. So that was always super helpful. Talking about preparation, I mean, how do you prepare for a 10.30 a.m. school day game? That's got to be a bit of trouble on your body. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. It feels weird, you know, doing that. I guess it's kind of like preparing for practice a little bit because that's when, what time you uh, what time we practice around. But, I mean... It's never going to be that intense, so it's it's definitely different. And I think if uh, preparation is big on a day like that, you know the team that's going to come out more ready is going to have a huge right. advantage. Were you surprised to see the physicality near the end of that game? It got a little it got a little raucous with the you know like I, I mean in the past we're not used to seeing the school day games with uh, you know physicality and fighting, but I mean you guys definitely. Yeah. I guess there's I guess even if you try to not do that. When you have two hockey teams on the ice playing a high-intensity game, you're just going to have emotion bleed over whether you want it to or not. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's just it's a physical it's a physical division, I think. So it kind of just comes naturally. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, it it definitely gets pretty physical out there, and uh, you know, when one team gets frustrated, they start getting mad and stuff like that. So they start hitting, and we start hitting back, and it's kind of just uh, it's kind of just a snowball. So. 
Yeah, it was pretty funny, though. We had a couple fights in front of the kids. <laughs> it was, I mean, I'm sure they didn't mind it. They were they were getting loud and rowdy for no, that. Tyler Bird forward with the Solar Bears. Before we let you go, uh, get back to things down in Estero with the team. Um, you're an, uh, an Ivy League student. You went to Brown. You were drafted into the queue, and you ended up going to university instead. Was, was education um, in the forefront of your future from the start or was it just a better opportunity or was there something that turned you off from going to the queue? Um, I mean, just, it's kind of just like my peers, you know, surround, my surrounding, my teammates all play college. I didn't I honestly know anyone that had gone uh, the major junior route, so it kind of just mm-hmm. made more sense to go the college route. And I think it definitely helped my development game. Let me gain some experience in college, let myself grow a little bit. Um, and obviously education is a huge, is a huge thing. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thing for me it was extremely important. But yeah, a lot of it had to do with, uh, you know, I just didn't really know too many people that had gone uh, that route. So it didn't, right. it didn't necessarily make sense for me. Did you get a degree? Yeah, I did. I graduated in uh, 2014. So What was your degree? Can I ask? Uh, uh, business and entrepreneurship. All right. Okay. Cool. It's usually it's one yeah. of the it's one of two. It's either something business related or something broadcast related. But either way, you guys, oh, yeah, yeah. it's always like kind of universal. You can fall into either one of those uh, those career lines if if things uh, yeah, go foul. Definitely. Well, they're not foul right now, and that's not a bird joke either. I, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> uh, things are going pretty good for you right now. You scored your first goal. Looking for the team to pick up some more wins, more games down in Estero. First, the Everblades will be keeping track of them, and we'll see you back at Amway Center next Thursday. Tyler, thanks for joining the show. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. We'll talk to you soon. It's Tyler Bird from the Orlando Solar Bears, and we'll let him get back to things, and we'll get back to things. The Tampa Bay Lightning are in the Global Series at the Globe. This guy's from Sweden. It's Victor Hedman. This is the Hockey Now Network. You know, when you saw the national team when I was younger, uh, you know, they played in the Globe. And, you know, the Globe stands out to you. And, uh, you know, everyone that plays hockey in Sweden know what the Globe is. And uh, it's it was a dream come true to play here for the first time. And uh, it's still special to come back here. You know, just looking forward to, to, to having a great experience uh, in these two games. There he is, the superstar. I'll never forget, Eric. One of the... Uh, he used to go to Lightning games, I think the 14-15 year when the Rangers and Lightning played in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. I went out there to a couple of the games, and the fans were so brutal. Like, come on, superstar! <laughs> totally coming down on Victor Hedman. That guy, is, I, I, he's got to be the best defenseman. He's got to be up there. Yeah. Oh, and he looks, like, he looks like he'll be back for the games this weekend over in Sweden at the Globe, the NHL Global Series in a venue called The Globe, and apparently, uh, I think uh, Rasmus Dahlin from the Buffalo Sabres, that's who the, the Lightning are playing this Friday and Saturday over in Sweden. Um, all the Swedish players are saying the same thing. You grow up in Sweden playing hockey, your dream is to play at The Globe. 
Like, not even your dreams to play in the NHL. I'm sure that goes with, you know, is a given, but the dream is to play in the Globe. And it's a pretty sick-looking building that they're playing in. Um, it's the Global Series. You know these series uh, all too well. The NHL was in, uh, I think, Germany at the beginning of the year. The oh Yeah, the Oilers and the Blackhawks. Yeah, because Dreisaitl was, was all hyped on it for being back in Germany where he's from. They do the games in Beijing and around the world and all that stuff. I I don't mind the Global Series games. I think it's cool to grow the sport outside of the country. I like the games that they play in Europe a lot better than the games they play like in Asia and in non-traditional mm-hmm. hockey markets because you go to Beijing and I'm trying to find a way to say this without like do they understand so, it? Do they understand it first of all? Second of all, there's no Chinese players in the league right now. So when you go back to Germany, you got Dreisaitl's going home. When you go play in the Czech Republic, you've got the Czech players. They're going home to play. Super cool. How many players in the NHL are from Sweden or Scandinavia? You know, even guys like, you know, huh. Matt Zuccarello, who's from Norway, he always jokes that he's practically from Sweden. So mm-hmm. these games this weekend should be really kind of special to see. Um, Kind of nice, too, that the Lightning can leave their problems aside a little bit and go have a little bit of fun, maybe a little bit of bonding. Yeah. trip like this would do that, no? Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Anytime you get a chance to do it. And it's, it's similar with the uh, the Winter Classic games yeah. and that kind of stuff. It's just something special that these guys get to bond around, and and there's a different feel to the game, and, and it's just a whole excitement, another level of excitement that it brings. Yeah. And especially, yeah, you're right. We have, we have tons of Scandinavians in the NHL, tons. and those guys are heroes over there. Yeah, they like, really huge. are, right? I, yeah, I played with a ton of Swedes and Finnish guys, and they're, they're huge. They're icons. And they're different, they're different kind of players, too. They're not, they're not quite as machine-like as, say, the Russian players are. Mm-hmm. I think that we all think the Russian players are. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, uh, they put the Russian 5 documentary on after the Rangers-Red Wings game last night. Did you see that? I did not. Dude, it's great. I have a, a, one of my buddies, big Red Wings fan, when it came out, he bought it on iTunes. It was like 30 bucks, and he bought it, and we watched it. Uh, just the story on the Russian players and the Russian 5 in the 90s and their story of coming over, and then, you know, the... the um, was it Larionov that was paralyzed in the crash, and then his whole yeah. story and the whole thing? It was really sweet. So if, if you're able to see it or catch it on your DVR, you should definitely uh, plug that one in. But um, the uh, the Scandinavian players, they've been in the league longer than the Russian players have. You look back to, you know, I mean, guys like Yari, Car- Yari mm-hmm. Curry. He was on the Oilers in the early 80s, and mm-hmm. he was making an effort playing the fast style of game. But those players... They take care of their bodies so well. So well. 100% agree. I mean, it's it's incredible the, the specimen of athlete they are. And, I mean, I know, you know, gag, Ryan's going to talk about the Rangers again, but part of the reason Henrik Lundqvist is as good as he is right now, and take him out of the equation. Dominic Hasek played into his 40s, another European guy. They take care of their bodies. They know that they're athletes. They do the right things to recover their you know, and uh, I mean, tying it back to the to the Swedish players and everything, Victor Hedman, he's been dealing with an injury. Looks like he'll be back in the lineup for tomorrow and Saturday, which has got to be a huge sigh of relief for Lightning fans because I really think Lightning fans right now are looking for an answer, Eric, as mm-hmm. far as what the hell is going on right now. Absolutely. And, and uh, just to go back to what we were talking about with them taking care of their bodies, you, you know, guys like Victor Hedman and all those guys, it's amazing to see, okay, so you, those guys – the, all their training, everything they do is so hockey-oriented. Right. They're not like, 
I know me personally, and I know a ton of guys just like me that were in school or juniors, whatever. We're so focused on the heavy lifting and, right. and that, that kind of muscle machine. Mass. Yeah, muscle yeah. mass, you know, building that size and everything that we almost lose focus of all this other stuff that is more kind of relevant to the game. And I think that's where the game is going. That's why you're kind of seeing a drop of weight in kind of smaller guys being able hmm. to play in the game. It's all about less that, mass and more like appropriate conditions. Yeah, skill yeah. and speed and right. stuff that applies directly to the game. You know, and yeah, yeah, if you're a fighter, tough guy kind of thing, which is also getting Sank slowly down. removed, yeah. right? But you have guys that are able to do a bit of both that are maybe third line, fourth line guys that'll mix it up and then your top guys yeah. are are those those guys that are just so hockey yeah. skilled that's what they do they focus on all that it's all body weight explosive training that yeah. they do and it saves their joints it saves a bunch of yeah. you know they, bunch they, of wear and tear on their body they take care of themselves and it's they end cool. up having really good long careers mm-hmm. um still waiting to find out i think we they were planning to find out the lightning were practicing later today about headman whether or not he'll definitely be back uh, in time, but I would I would bank on it. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that even if he had to have a, <laughs> I'm not saying this happens, and I don't want you to say anything, Eric, because I don't want you to even be implicated. <laughs> but you know, if, if he has to have a, a backroom steroid shot to get on the ice for the two Swedish games, I mean, you know, they, the NHL definitely wants him to go out there and, and be out there showcased uh, over the two games this weekend. Let's see, it's Friday at two. And then Saturday at 1. Tomorrow's game is on NBC Sports Network. And then Saturday's game is on NHL Network or NHL.TV, Sun Sports, etc. Um, it's nice to be able to forget about the early woes for the team. But the bottom line is that the games they're playing this weekend are two very tough divisional games against a team that started really hot. Uh, you just can't forget about the fact that the Bolts are having some issues right now. You're going to be concerned until you see them on the ice and, and hopefully putting it together. It doesn't look like it's Stamkos at this at this point of the season. He's a point per player game. Kucherov's been playing. You know he's been producing. He's the second highest producer on the team. Even that 1.75 bargain banger. Kevin Shattenkirk is contributing to the team. Hedman, Sergachev, they're all playing well. So what's the issue, Eric? I'm going to tell you what the issue is. Let's hear it. The issue is Andre Vasilevsky. I mean, look at the dude. I was just looking at it. Look at their goals for and goals against. Right. And this was an issue last year, too. The Lightning did a lot of winning last year. Let's not let's not even take that away from them. But the Lightning won a lot of one-goal, high-scoring games. They were able to get one more than the other team. They won a bunch of games 7-6. They won a bunch of games 6-5, 5-4, etc. And we were always okay because the Lightning were able to get that extra goal. But in reality, in those games, Vasilevsky's not playing like a world-caliber goalie if he's letting up six goals. You're expecting your offense to do that, and what ends up happening is if your offense can't do that, if they come up against the wall... You know, Carter Hutton is the goalie for the Sabres right now. He's having a great season so far. Mm-hmm. A buddy of yours, if I remember you saying. Yeah, I played, with, played him with him. In, I played with him in Rockford. He's a great guy. So, you know, like you're coming up against uh, Carter Hutton. Yeah. He's not going to be easy to beat. Solid. You're going to need your goaltender to play better than a 3.12 goals against average. 3.12 goals a game for the team that won the President's Trophy last year. They are 27th in goals allowed. 27th. 
29th in shots on goal allowed. So oh. I would say it's a combo. Yeah. Of, you can't your 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 guys in front of you also can't be giving up 29 shots or 35 shots a game. True story. Tied for 29th, right? I think it's a combination, but he's got to at some point also yeah, you know, hang in there. He definitely yeah. and he's been I mean, he's made big saves and everything and and I I I just hope that I hope that Fasilevsky, we were talking about this earlier in the podcast when it comes to fans uh, hyping up situations like rivalries and stuff. I hope this isn't just a hype up that we've been fed about Vasilevsky being an all-world goalie when uh, you know the decision was made for him over Bishop. And I'm not saying that Vasilevsky is not a great goalie. He is. But he, he, he still is young and has a lot to work on. Mm-hmm. He's probably the pinpoint about why the Lightning are in the situation they're in right now, and he's got to find his game. He's the one because even more so than the Solar Bears in the division, the South Division of the ECHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning cannot leave points on the table in that division <laughs> they're in, where <laughs> Buffalo's playing outrageous, and that doesn't even talk about then the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're looking at a Florida Panthers team who is like. Yay close to putting it all together and getting their game on ice right where they need to be. So The Canadians right now. The Canadians. Playing great. They're all the that, Panthers are playing well too. They're playing really good. It's the whole that whole division. So the That's, Lightning really yeah. have to find it and figure it out. And uh, you know, Vasilevsky. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. He's got to really find his game. Hopefully. Uh, you know, sometimes an instance like this is the catalyst for, you know, really team bonding and whatnot. And, I mean, hopefully that's that's what happens because I know you Lightning fans are kind of uh, frustrated about how the season's been going so far. Um, I've been kind of frustrated, Eric, about something else in the hockey world lately. Hmm. Laszlo Holmes. Do you know who Laszlo Holmes is? Enlighten me. How about if I play a clip of Laszlo Holmes? <laughs> And then we'll talk about Laszlo Holmes, a.k.a. Chance the Rapper, a.k.a. viral garbage for the sport of hockey. I don't like it. Oh, no. This is the Hockey Now Network. Tonight I am ringside with, uh... Yeah, I'm not even going to play with that. I can't say your name, so I'm just going to say Don Draper. Uh... You know, you're a, you're a hockey guy, you're a hockey player. Uh, what is uh, one of the, you know, what's, like, how do you guys do your best at hockey? Uh, um, well, we practice every day, work hard. I'm Laszlo Holmes, uh, freezing uh, back to you. Let's do that hockey! Let's do that hockey! Well, we got it. I hate it. I just, oh, wow. I, I hate it. Poor Henrik Lundqvist was subjected to... <clears throat> Let me start with this, Eric. Eric Beyer is with us, if you haven't read the description of the podcast. Eric Beyer, the new co-host of Hockey Now. Thank you for uh, for jumping on the show, Eric. I appreciate it a lot. You're thanking me? I am. No, I'm thanking you for letting me do this. You're welcome. You're 
I don't, I'm questioning your mental state by allowing me to come on here. No, no, it's good. It's, it's, it's all going to work out. Every, every, this is a totally calculated plan. I love it. I, I'm very happy. I am a little irked right now because of the clip you just heard. Now, let me ask you first, Eric. Mm-hmm. Do you know who or what Laszlo Holmes is? I, I, all I've heard is something with Chance the Rapper. That's the, uh, the extent that I know. So Chance the Rapper hosted Saturday Night Live like last year or the year before. And they did a bit. It was a funny bit. It had the potential to have a funny, to be funny. And I guess if I wasn't such a crotchety hockey traditionalist, maybe I would have found it more virally funny like it is. But it was a bit where Chance the Rapper played a reporter for the New York Knicks because Saturday Night Live's in New York. So he was a courtside reporter for the New York Knicks. But the Rangers had a broadcast on MSG, both teams on the same channel, and they needed a fill-in reporter. So the basketball reporter, Laszlo Holmes, a.k.a. Chance the Rapper, was a hockey reporter. So it's a big folly of, I don't understand hockey. It's so cold. This sport is stupid. Blah, blah, blah. And Hmm. the the, the phrase, uh, let's do that hockey, which... Everybody loves, and I just hate with the essence of my being. <laughs> it's as yeah, it does not I capture just, anything to do with hockey. Nothing at all. Yeah. Let's do that hockey. It's to me, it's patronizing, mm. and you can tell me it's exposure for the sport and blah blah blah, but it's not. It's patronizing, and now he's interviewing like the players. He's had a cup, a bunch of different player videos. The one with Hank last night that they ran on the NBC broadcast, like. I, Lundquist gets it. He's he's a good sport, but like, I don't know, Eric. Maybe I'm just being. I, I really I wrote it down. Am I just being a crotchety traditionalist? But I really don't like it. Here, so here's here would be my response to that. Mm-hmm. Now imagine you take Jeremy Roenick, mm-hmm. right? Same same situation. He's a hockey, uh, right? Whatever he's an analyst, analyst, and, yep. but but he does interviews and all that stuff. Similar thing to what they're depicting Chance the Rapper in the right. the basketball scenario. Laszlo Holmes. Laszlo. <laughs> now reverse it, right? How would that joke? How would that joke go over? I don't know. What's your ringtone? With, Is that like a? Dun, 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 no, it dun, was. Dun, dun, um, <laughs> it's Rick and Morty. It's the Rick and Morty theme. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. All right, so Jeremy Roenick, you know, analyst, what, what he was he's, going to the- he's doing the same thing. It's just reversed. You have a you know whatever white guy going into the NBA thing, and well, I don't get you know yeah. doing the same thing. How would that go over for? I mean, I understand that. I don't think it would be that funny. I don't know. I, I don't, don't think either is that funny, but I don't either. I get it. I do, and I again, I understand the exposure, and I understand we're in a younger culture in general, and I understand I'm 38 years old in, in a month, and that I'm just getting old, and, and yada yada, but I'm still in touch with youth culture and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of youth that loves the NHL and hockey in general the way it is, you know, without these, you know, viral TikTok, Instagram kind of, you know, videos that, that they're capitalized with this thing, and like, I just, I just, I don't like the patronization of the sport. You see it as almost de- not demoralizing, disrespectful, but mi- yeah, minimalizing what good the, what word. the sport is. I good guess word. it's almost like a side piece to the NBA. Totally, you, right? you it's like an it. afterthought. You right? It's it like, oh, this is okay to make fun of, and you know, because the real thing is the NBA. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. Which 
you can either take it that way or take it for what it is as a as a as a sketch where they had Chance the Rapper and it was kind of the scenario that yeah. it fit their mold and that's I should what be, they went with. I should be fair. They did do he did host Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago again and they did the same bit. And he was at an esports tournament, <laughs> and like <laughs> he interviewed a player, and he, and the player the uh, because I don't know if you know anything about esports, but it's like it's a culture unto itself. But he went to say the guy's name, and the guy's name on the back of his shirt was S three X Panda ninety nine, and he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm not name. saying that, yeah. <laughs> but so I mean, I get it, yeah. I do understand it. I just I really love the sport, and I just I don't like feeling like it's being patronized because mm. I think that dumbs down the history and just the everything, the, the class, everything that hockey kind of exudes. I just feel like it gets kind of dumbed down. And what I really fear long term is that it ends up becoming this joke long term with the culture and i know just one saturday night live skit can't right. do that but at the same time you know like you know you don't want a legion of young people walking around saying let's do that hockey in 40 years you know yeah. because it's become like a joke or something like see, that see i th- i i think hockey there's almost an impossibility for that to happen with hockey purely because of the dedication and the grit and the everything that goes on the sacrifice i guess is the best way to put it that these players have Right. For their teams, for their cities, for like me with Orlando, it's a very similar thing. And the the like the sacrifice that these guys put out every game to to make the people cheer and feel good that their team's winning yep. and and they're sacrificing their bodies. True they only story. get one. That's not a rental. True story. <laughs> yeah, True you get story. one for your whole life. That's it. And these guys are dedicating that to to doing what they're doing, and it it just will not go. It's yeah. it's too it's too significant of a of a sport. I'm with you. If you're if you're into that hockey thing, you can you can Google Laszlo Holmes on yourself. We're not putting that on our socials or anything. <laughs> uh, a couple of real super quick points before we get out of here. We got like two minutes left. Uh, the Red Wings and Blues mm. trade uh, made an interesting trade. Robbie Fabry for Jacob De La Rose. Fabry was a Real young stud came out the gate hot for St. Louis as a rookie. Kind of tapered back, had some injuries. Jacob De La Rose, similar story in Montreal, going into a tough, I mean, maybe the toughest hockey market on the planet, trying to make a name for himself. Had some success. The, the, the Canadians definitely gave him a chance to play, but definitely a situation where it's a new start for both players with a lot of potential. That That's I mean, that can kickstart a player, no? 100%. And we talked about that in another show as well, just how, how the environment and, and all sorts of things lead up to a player's success. And to me, this is a wash. Both young guys totally. maybe didn't fit the mold. They found an opportunity in each other to exchange those two guys. Yep. And De La Rose was drafted by the Canadians, moved to the Red Wings, mm-hmm. uh, been playing over there. But um, now he's going to, I mean, maybe the best hockey culture well, I mean, the, the defending champions, the yeah. St. Louis Blues. So um, that's awesome. And then Robbie Fabry with a chance to go play with guys like Dylan Larkin and uh, Athanasiu and Anthony Manta, et cetera, and that core that the Red Wings are starting to build. So maybe good for him. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Evander Kane uh, gambling story. That's an intriguing story. $500,000 in gambling credits. He owes the Cosmopolitan. More interesting that he owes a half a million dollars to the Cosmopolitan or that he took that uh, $500,000 out. Did I say $500 million? <laughs> yeah, he definitely doesn't owe a half a billion dollars <laughs> to the Cosmopolitan. But uh, $500,000. More interesting that it's that amount of money and he, it was gambled or that it was taken out between games three and four of a series that the San Jose Sharks ended up losing to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. The latter. 
maybe, maybe the. I mean, it's definitely the first instance of Vegas being a dangerous place for teams to be. But I mean, that's that's an alarming story. We don't have much time, but if you if you yeah. have anything you want to share, I mean, it's so, not surprised at all. They also used to have an ECHL team, the Wranglers. Yeah. Uh, so I know guys going on road trips there. There's always stories coming out of Vegas. But uh, I was actually there in Vegas while the NHL awards were going on, and I got mm. to see some of those guys, and it was cool. Um, you know, and obviously they're at the tables, they're playing and big numbers, whatever. Um, so but it's it no surprise mean, that they're going to gamble and they're going to go out and have fun. But in that situation... A half a million dollars? Yeah, especially Excessive. the timing of it, it from the games and all that. It's I would say that's, a, that's almost a curfew kind of night. Another interesting chapter in the Evander Kane saga, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, there's a players poll that ESPN did. We didn't get time to that today, but we, uh, we're we going to save that for next week. Real quick, David Pasternak is the points leader as of this moment, 30 points so far, and he's on a torrid pace. Same, uh, he's the goals leader. Darcy Kemper, best save percentage in the league right now, a .940. And Marc-Andre Fleury has the most wins in the league. The Washington Capitals are at the top. Yes, they are with 25 points, as are the St. Louis Blues. So, uh, And the Boston Bruins are right behind them. New York Islanders, what a team. Yeah. Like, like playing so well right now. Uh, we're going to have a lot more time to talk. Uh, about a lot of things in the hockey world. we got to wrap things up for this week, but thank you for being patient through the last couple of weeks. It means a lot to me that you listen to our show, Hockey Now. We're going to do some exciting things this year. I'm going to try to get out to some Solar Bears watch parties and do an episode. We're going to go to uh, Jacksonville next weekend when the Bears are up there and uh, hopefully do an episode. Women's hockey events, all this other kind of stuff, so uh, lots to come in the coming season. So We appreciate you being with us. That's Eric Beyer. I'm Brian Sclover. This is Hockey Now on the iHeartRadio Network. This is the Hockey Now Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.